Yesterday. Yesterday was Daf Samach Zayin number 67, today 68. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf Get to today. So have in mind that our learning should be as close for Rafu Shleim, Rafu Yitzchak Ben Rezal, for Das Basronia, for Amy Basvara, for Chaya Rachel Bas Gitel. No. Yeah. Bas Devora. Chaya Rachel and Mira Gabriela Bas Gitel. And Michal Aviv Bas Yudas. I said Tzvi Tov Ben Chasha Tzvi Tov Ben Chasha and uh, Tzvi Ben Rivka My mom is Baruch Hashem feeling better so that's good okay alright so let's get to right to the review of yesterday's Daf Daf Samach Zayin we're starting off um, at the uh, uh, few lines up if you want to follow along it's about the uh, Six lines, seven lines up in Daf Samach Vav on the base. So basically, the question is we're saying that uh, even Rabbi Yossi, who uh, has a problem of Mili being Mimsur and Lashliach, you can't give a Shliach, uh, you can give him a job to do, but you can't give him words to tell somebody else to do. You understand? That's not what the job, that's not called a job. Um, but the question is what if you tell him to tell? Does that is that qualify? Is that good or not? So um, so we thought that that's a different story. Problem is that Rabbi Yossi clearly does not say it's anything different. Why? Because there's a Mishnah that says that Ksav Sofer Veid. The Sofer wrote and the witness and one and a witness signed. And Rabbi Yirmi explains that the Sofer who wrote it also signed. And uh, Rav Chista says the Mishnah is going to look at Rabbi Yossi who says that you can't give it over to somebody else to do, and therefore, when you tell two people to, 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 to deliver a get, well, obviously one of them has to write it, because they, they don't have an ability to tell anybody else to do it. If Rabbi Yossi agrees to Omer Amru, so then is not create a, create a problem, because he really, maybe he originally told two people, I want you to tell the sofer to write it, and tell two other people to sign it, and um, they can have the sofer, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, going to sign it because the sofer is a, it's a, like you know the sofer feels like chapler. What I'm not good enough to sign it. You uh, you need to get two other people to sign it, and he'll be insulted. So to avoid the insult, you'll give him to sign as well, since we see that it's acceptable. And that's not what the husband allowed. The husband did not say that he said get to the other two people to be the witnesses to sign it. So, um, that, so the Gemara says the reason why that's not a concern is because um, the, even so, it's kosher v'leitasakim. It's kosher, but don't do it. We don't allow you to do it. Therefore, um, it's not common, and therefore the concern is not a real concern. Um, so the Gemara says, but what about um, this case? Maybe he told two people, Tell the sofer to write, and you guys sign it. And uh, out of embarrassment to the sofer, they'll let the sofer sign it. Now this, is is that so bad or not? So this actually is machlokes. One opinion is kasha v'latasakim, but the other opinion is kasha v'latasakim. So what are you going to say then? So it must be that Rabbi Yossi obviously had problems with both. Even Amru, Amru, Amru is also not allowed. But Shmuel... When he paskins like Rabbiosi, he paskins only in one halacha like Rabbiosi, not in the other. Which brings us to Shmuel's halacha. 
Shmuel said the name of Rebbe that Talach is a Kerb Yossi, that Mili is like Mimser and Mishriach. So uh, they said, Reb Shimon Ber Rebbe said, um, uh, said in front of Rebbe, I don't understand. We saw in our Mishnah that Rameyer and Chanini Yishono argue on Rebbe Yossi. And they say they don't have to write. They can tell. As if they're a Bezdin, they have an ability to appoint, you know, to, to have it taken care of and um, by others. And um, how, um, and why are you passing like Rabbi Yossi over the majority, basically? So he said, um, Rebbe told, uh, told his son, be quiet, my son, be quiet. You never met Rabbi Yossi. Had you met Rabbi Yossi, you know that Nimuko Imo, which means that Rabbi Yossi's opinion is, you know, always has sound reason to it. And because of that, we generally pass him like Rabbi Yossi, even if he's against multiple people on the other side. And that took us to an interesting site, Brisa of Isi ben Yudam, who listed the qualities of the various rabbis of the Tanoi. Described Rameir as being a Chacham Bisofer, Rabbi Yudah as a Chacham Lichshayirtzeh, Trashi explains why that's such a great thing. You know, it almost sounds like an insult. You know, he's smart when he wants to be. That's what my Rebbe always told me. He's smart when you want to be. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. That's a backhanded compliment. Right, it's a backhanded compliment. But what, what the Rashi says, he clarifies that he says when he wanted to be thought out, he was able to um, be, you know, always be very accurate, meaning he had an ability to, um, to, 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 you know, to calm himself down and come to a very proper conclusion. Okay. Rabbi Tarfan was like a pile of nuts, which is like, you, uh, which is interesting. You know, you know people like that, but I'm saying like, like uh, you, you, it's like when you pull out one nut from a pile of nuts, all the nuts start coming down on top of you. So that was when you would ask him a question, he would bring you proofs from everywhere. He had uh, such a... What? It was like throwing nuts at you. Like, meaning there would be riots from all different sources, you know, in, in one, in, you know, all at once. Rabbi Shmuel was like a, a, like a well-stocked store. I don't know if you know these little... used to be these... In Israel, they had these makolets. Tiny little things. And you come in, and no matter what you wanted, it was like we had one in, Queen, in Kew Gardens... Uh, Rosenblum's it was called. It was amazing how many products were in that tiny little store. No matter what you wanted, it was there, and he said, oh, it's in the top shelf, left corner, <laughs> and he would find it. Okay. Without a computer. Oh, well, without a computer, right. He didn't even know. The reason why people shopped there is because everybody paid on credit or whatever, put on credit. He had like this ledger. Whatever. Anyway. Well, I remember that. You remember those. Anyway, it was like an old school type of store. Um, Rabbi Shmuel, uh, that's Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva was an Otsar Bloom. Otsar Bloom is a storehouse that was uh, you know, with with Compartment. categories, compartments. So he would he, he when he studied, he got everything. He didn't go in any order, but afterwards he reviewed it and put everything in its place and had it all organized. Rabbi Yochanan Menuri was Kupas Harochlim. It's like a peddler, also a spice peddler, has everything misudar when he comes around. Rabbi Lezmanazari was a kupa psamim, not quite on the same level. And uh, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov was kavinaki, his Mishnah, which means he didn't say much, but whatever he said was clean and correct. Okay? 
Um, and Rabbi Yossi is Nemuka Imo. That's the one of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Shimon would grind a lot and produce a little. And, um, and he said he would find a little first. He was picky what he, what, and he, what he produced was only, he got rid of um, only the, the dross. Meaning, so whatever he chose, and that's what he told his own students, he says, whatever I teach is the trumos mitrumos of the mitos of Rabbi Kiva. He was a student of Rabbi Kiva, and he was explaining that he, that he should pay attention to what he said, because what he said was very, um, uh, the choicest stuff. Okay. Which took us back to our topic. Okay, that was just a side point. So we went back, we said, somebody told two people, I want you to tell the sofa to write, and tell so-and-so and so-and-so to sign it. Good. So that's where, yeah. You mentioned that when Rav Yossi spoke was Posek, even though they have very good arguments from the other Rabboni, the law did. follows him, right. But ne- Rabbi Yossi never conceded. Never what? Conceded. He never recognized the other opinion. I'm saying his point is, is that, the point is, is that, no, we're talking about in cases where he argued. He didn't always argue. Then if he argued, he had a very sound reason. He was very, Nimukoyimu means that he provided very compelling Strong. logic to his position. It's, it makes sense, whatever. That's what it means, Nimuko. He, he didn't just say something, he said things with that, that, that with very strong reasoning. So it's hard to argue. Hearing the other opinion. Yeah, just uh, whatever, yeah. Anyway, so Rav Huna said the name of Rav that, it's, that this case is kosher v'lotasakim zuzbi Israel. So uh, what does that mean? If it's kosher, why not do it? What's the problem? So, um, so Ula told Rav Nachman, um, uh, so, so that's what Rav Nachman. Yeah, either the, so, either it was Ula or the other way around. Or Rav Nachman told Ula, or Ula told Rav Nachman. He says the reason why what it means is the lutasas of Israel is because there's a big problem. Because um, the fear is is that maybe they they'll be hired to aid him to false to make a false statement. Now, what's interesting is is that why do we worry about that? We generally don't worry that Adam are false. We assume that they if Adam come and say they're doing the truth, they're telling the truth. Difference is, is that it's always worse when they ate him. Uh, it's easy. It's so interesting. It's easy to lie, but it's much harder to do something. So if Adam need to sign their name on something, they're not going to do that because that's bad. But if they if they tell other people that says, oh, the man told us to tell you to sign, so that might be a lie, and they don't feel like as, I don't know, it's other people who did it. It's not me. You know what I'm saying? They're the ones who signed. And they're innocent because they, what do they know? The guy, two witnesses told them, so therefore they'll think that it's okay. So it opens up a greater possibility of a lie. And that's why it's not acceptable. Now, um, just the wife may have hired them. What? No, so that's a, um, that's a thing. Right, right. You Maybe she, the, the husband was not interested in, uh, I mean, the wife, husband didn't want to give her a gift. So she could just hire two guys, and the husband said, "Tell you, you two guys say that the husband told you to tell these guys to sign." And she wanted to divorce. She wanted the divorce. She's pushing for it, right? Right, exactly. So that's the that's the concern. It's easier for witnesses to do that, but what? So then we took us to. Um, the next case. What if the the. The, the man the way the man did tell he told two people I want you to tell the sofer to write it and you guys sign it so now they're going to be active participants in this 
says less of a concern. Rav Chista says it's kosher, but then still don't do it. Rabbi Barbechana said that's fine actually. As uh, Machlokas, Rav Nachman says it's kosher, don't do it. Rav Shesha says it's kosher and do it. Rabbi says kosher and don't. Rav Yosef says kosher and do it. And uh, others switch the names. But the bottom line is, is the reason why this is better is because over here they have to do something. So there's less of a concern of falsehood. Or we make a little plug, it doesn't matter. They don't make any distinction. That's the two sides on that. Okay. Brings us to the next thing, which is uh, I told 10 people to write the get. So how many of them have to be involved? So, um, so uh, basically, um, one, if you just say to 10 people, write a get and give it to my wife, so one will write on behalf of all of them. And that's fine. But if he says, all of you write, so that means it has to be everyone has to be there while one writes. It doesn't mean everyone's actually writing, but they all have to be involved, like there. Um, if you say, deliver the get to my wife, one will get deliver, and um, they're all, um, um, and they'll, you know, on behalf of all of them. But if he says, all of you deliver, then one will be carrying it, but they're all with him, all accompanying him. You don't need a minion, right? No, this is just because he said it to some people. So the question the Gemara wanted to know, what if you're counting them? Does that count as um, saying all of you or not? So it. Uh, so we said, Machlokas, Rav Huna says, it, it's not the same as all of you. Rav Yechelen said the name of Blazer, that it is like he's counting all of you. And, um, and Rav Papa says, they're not even arguing, they're talking about when you count all, or you only counted part. And some say that all is better than part, that definitely means all, um, all of you, not part. Part just means, and um, could be any of you. Or and some say the other way around, when you count part, then that means that you said, want those people actually to do it. Um, otherwise, uh, um, uh, and when you say count all of them, then it's like you didn't see all of them. Anyway, two by, sides. By we don't know which way it is, but there isn't machloka, so just, we're just not sure. Yeah. By this, we are asking them, the, the, all the people who are present to all of them deliver. To be yeah. involved, right. But you have to say all. If you just say, I, you walk in and you ask them to write a get, then, then, uh, then, then, then one of them will write it on behalf, meaning any, you know, they just volunteer one of them to do it. That's all. So all of them are aiding. They don't necessarily be, all need to be aided. Just two of them will sign it. That's all. They just uh, that's unless he says all, then they all need to sign. You know. Um, now, therefore, so Rabbi said that when when it comes to a get and he's talking to multiple people, he he basically said they should set it up in such a way to avoid this concern, to say all of you write it or all of you or any um, any one of you write it. Okay, all of you, uh, you know, two of you sign it. I mean, you know, sign the get, um, all, either all of you or any two of you. Uh, bring the get, either all of you or any one of you. That's how you do it. So this way you avoid any Shiloh that he's basically being very clear that he doesn't need them all involved. Okay. However, Rabbi says don't even throw in the word all of you because all of you means, you know, you might forget to say the rest. So therefore skip that and just say, um, you're talking to all of them, and say, um, uh, you just so so just say, uh, write the get any one of you, sign the get any two of you, and bring the get any one of you, and don't even mention all, right. and this way it avoids any problem, and you know they only need someone from the group to do it. 
Okay, and that was the end of chapter six. Yeah. Amar Amru, Amru, yeah. Is Amar Amru? I don't, I, 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 well, what's it? What's the? What's that short for? What's the? Oh, that means he, see he the the person told the whole told, told the witnesses to tell. He told them to tell. So that was the that, that may be different than when I t- tell you to do something, you can't say, well, I didn't do it. I told somebody else to do it. That's for sure not good. Uh-huh. But when he told you, that's because mili lo mimser in the shliach. The shliach was not given authority of uh, getting others to do it. They were only given authority to do it. But if he, they don't have the right to delegate. But if he said, I want you to appoint, so then that's a direct, that's what their job is. Their job is to appoint. So then it's okay. That being said, even that many people have problems with because it's still not the same thing. Right. Um, and yeah. it leads to problems. Okay, It's easier to lie. It's just the three people, it's easier because that's the big That's a bezdin. That's where the bezdin. That's where the Mishnah said that three people is a different story. That's a bezdin. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Which took us to the new parak. The new parak is talking about um, a person who... It, uh, it's called temporary insanity for various reasons. He is not of sound mind. So if in that state where he's delirious and he says, I want you to write again for my wife, we don't, we don't accept it. He's not of sound mind. If the other way around, he originally was of sound mind and said, write again to my wife, and then he got this delirious state due to whatever illness that took hold of him. So, and he said, don't write the get for my wife. We ignore that statement because he's saying something not in a sound state. That's the idea. Um, Who determined the Vedim? No, well, that's called... It, there was a, this was actually a known disease. Kordiakos. It's called Kordaikos. is the name of a specific right. disease. I don't know what it would be called in English nowadays, but it's a... Some t- what? Some type of delirium. It's a delirium, whatever. You guys, uh, he, 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 he drank a lot of, not you know, like grape juice, whatever. So I don't know. It's like a sugar high, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, um, so same thing applied with on drugs. On drugs, maybe right. A good example, right? He's not a, now uh, somebody. Somebody who lost his ability to communicate. That happens, you know, like whatever trauma. So they can't talk. Um, so what do you do then? So they ask him, "Should we write and get to your wife?" And he nods his head. So you check. Uh, three times, if he if for questions that you know the answer is no, he does the no sign. And for the yes, he says yes. So then you can, on that basis, um, get you know, it be considered that that he gave direction to write the get. You understand? So follow uh, the first. Uh, we need to make sure that he is uh, the first. You test him. You have to test to see that he's his his motions are understand are, are with the sound mind. The way to test it is like you ask a question. It's like is two plus two four, and he says like this. Then you know that he's where and he gets it. If you say he's two plus two five, and he still says yes, then you, then he's just shaking his head. He's not really saying the right thing. You understand? That's the idea. Simple. Okay. Next. So the what is Kurtaikis? So Shmuel says it's where the person was bit by eating, by drinking wine from that is fresh off the press. Um, why not just say that? So the Chiddush is, is that the spirit that it overtakes him is called Kurdaikas. And if you write a Kamea, it would actually be effective to remove the spirit. That's how, the, in those days, they definitely understood that there's actually a name for these, for these things that, that take over a person and he loses his mind. It's sort of like being 
um, I don't know, possessed. possessed by something. And that pos- the thing that's possessing them has a name. If you can talk to that, the, you know, talk, provide the name, you'll get it to, to leave. That's the idea. Um, okay. What's the way to heal that? Um, it's lean meat with uh, watery wine. That's the way to remove it. So Abai says, my mom told me that if somebody got overheated just one day, not, uh, not, not so bad, so then uh, taking a measure of water, a nice drink of water, will you, you're dehydrated, you're feeling faint, that'll, that may, that'll cure it. Okay? If it's two days, so you need something more than that, so uh, then the solution is uh, you, you, the bloodletting, okay? Um, if it's three days, so then this is the, the lean meat with uh, watery wine. If it's many days, so then you got to, you know, whatever, they're suffering from, I don't know, whatever this is, uh, sun, sun overexposure, so there's a dark uh, hen, uh, cut it open uh, crosswise and shave the middle of his head, put it on the man's head and uh, until it starts uh, smelling and um, then put him in water until his neck until basically he becomes faint and then uh, you lift him up and he'll be that. We that's swim, well, swim around a little. Swim a little and then come back out of the water and then it'll be fine. What happened? It's he. It sounds like sun exposure. That's all it is. He got sick from sun exposure. So it depends how Dehydrated. how long. There's a difference between one day, two days, or many days, three days, whatever. And what days. about shaving? It's just the procedure. That's the procedure. That's what you do. It's the, the. I don't know what. I don't know how this works, but that's what. That's what his mom said. Is the cure. Uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, you can take. That's the, that's the next thing. This is the leeks. You take leek, and then you uh, you should eat leeks, and then go swimming in the water till his neck, um, and that'll you know feel full faint, and that'll also help him swim around, and then he comes back out. Um, uh, so we we said for for overheating or sun, then it's the lean meat with the watery wine, but for cold, where the person has like the chills. So then you got to switch it around. It's the opposite. You take fatty meat on uh, coals, you know, like barbecue fat, fatty meat, and strong, very, very strong wine. And that'll get, make you better warm up your system. Rav Amram Chasida used to have problems with Reish Galusa. As we'll soon see, there's numerous issues that the Reish Galusa had with uh, some of the rabbis. So, um, and uh, basically, he was hiding in, uh, you know, in cold areas, and he got uh, the chills. So the next day, they told him, uh, "What would you like to get better?" So uh, basically, um, that you know, we could bring a few. So he knew that whatever he tells them, they're going to do the exact opposite because they didn't like him. So uh, he said, uh, "Oh, I, uh, I give me very lean meat and a very watery wine." So what they do, they give him very fatty meat and very strong wine, which is exactly what he needed to get better. Okay. He was, was on to them, whatever, he didn't trust them. Anyway. Yeah, right. It's just how these, uh, these rabbis were clever. Okay, anyway, so the wife of Rav Nachman was Yalta. And she actually took him to a bath to warm him up. And um, to and the water turned to, to like, uh, blood. I mean, it was really, uh, you know, and uh, his flesh... Uh, 
whatever. I don't know exactly what happened. Around blotches. Blotches. It got blotchy. Um, Rav Yosef was would do when he had the chills. He worked in a you know in a mill, meaning exercise, heavy, strong exercise. And him and Rav Sheshes, uh, he would uh, do do lift beams, whatever. He would go weightlifting. Point being is is that it gets the pump of heart pumping, and if you have the chills, it'll warm up your system. They said malacha is mechamemes is by the heats up the body. That's something that you can at least understand. Okay. Anyway, so we have a story with the Reish Galus and Rav Sheshes, and we got sort of, like, we didn't finish the story. So the Reish Galus told Rav Sheshes, why do you never eat by me? And he, whatever, he says, I don't trust your slaves. The kashras for you guys is so iffy. So I'm not comfortable. So, um... Things don't change. Uh, right. So, uh... <laughs> So uh, he says, no, what are you talking about? He said, uh, uh, he says, that they, they might serve me, Avram and Achai. So, uh, so he says, who says? So he says, I'll show you. Okay, so sure enough, he told his helper, he says, go to the kitchen and grab a leg of the animal that they serve. Um, and he did. He stole a leg. Anyway, um, they brought out uh, the meal, and he says, okay, I want to see all the body parts of this animal to know that, that that it was an intact animal. So sure enough, they pull all the body parts and they only find three legs and they put it out. And he's like, oh, this was a three-legged animal? What's going on? So um, so sure enough, they 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 said, oh, wait, 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 oh, there's, it's, uh, we'll find it. And they go and they cut off a leg of a different animal and they attached it on. And then uh, he brought out the, uh, the, he told his helper, go get the other leg that was, that you stole, and put it there now, also next to it. So he says, oh, it's a five-legged animal? Anyway, the point being is, this is really what it is. Um, what's the, you know, like he's tricking them, right? But the, the answer is, is that if there's something that they're embarrassed, they're willing to do Avram and Achai to cover it, which is what, they had, what he's proving. They, they are, like he says, it's only a three-legged animal. And they cut off a leg of an animal to make it look like it's a four-legged animal. You understand? So obviously they're not, they're out of fear they're doing all kinds of, uh, you know, nasty stuff. Okay, so that was his point. So anyway. These are not slaves. These are servants. They're slaves. They're Avid Kanani, but whatever. The oh, point being. Yeah. Well, he's a Rish Galusa. You have a lot of servants. As a, so it's a very important position, you know. No, what I'm saying is you wouldn't hire from the Jewish community. They're slaves, anyway. Listen, the Avadim Kananim Armak should be careful on Allah, but the bottom line is if you got a big operation, it's very hard to maintain. Yeah, it's very hard. I'll tell you, uh, my, my great grandparents, for one summer, one Pesach, they tried running a hotel in, like, I don't know, upstate New York, whatever. They did it one Pesach. And uh, they quit after one pace. It must have been big. And they said, they said it's very hard to maintain the kashras of some of a big operation like that. And that's why they, they, they went to different, uh, into, I don't know, they tried it out. It's very hard. If you really have a real, if you really care, it's very hard. You know, to ma- you can't control all the, you know, all the different moving parts. It's a big deal. I don't think it's like a necessarily a negative thing, but anyway. So the Reish Galusa says, okay, listen, Rav Sheshes, okay. You have a shamus who you, think, who you trust. Let him be the mashgiach, and he'll watch everything, make sure everything's being done properly. So he says, "Fine, I'm okay with that." Anyway, of course, 
it wasn't so simple because they put out food that uh, had a, like a hidden bone. Could choke you and die. Okay, basically that's what they served to Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes was blind, of course. So Rav Sheshes, uh, you know, as a blind man, didn't just put any food into his mouth. He was pretty careful, and he found the bone. So he took it and wrapped it up. After he ate, so uh, they said they saw that he had something. So they said, "Oh, there was a silver goblet that was stolen," and uh, and uh, basically. Uh, Look, let's, because they wanted to see what it was, and then they saw that the food was there, and it's like, look, we serve you food, you don't even eat it, you're just trying to, you know, make us look bad, whatever. And he said, no, no, I found that this meat tasted, I tasted it, but it tasted like there's something wrong with the animal. Um, and they're like, what are you talking about? And they said, and he said, well, there's check with, with the animal was, because if it's a white animal and it has one dark spot, or a dark animal has one white spot, that's a sign that there's something wrong with the animal. And sure enough, there was the case. And that was where we left off the story.